0: Episode 841. The prognosis for defensive lineman Dean Lowry is encouraging. We'll discuss him and then we'll also talk about the Packers' offensive line with Nathan Yankee of profootballfocus.com. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. <laughs> Morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu. Today, we're talking about Packers training camp, and to do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com, back for the 2017 season. He's going to join us every Wednesday on the show. Nathan, welcome back for what I believe, I've lost count, a sixth or a seventh season now?
1: Yeah, I think it's somewhere around that. It's been a long off-season, but I'm glad to be back.
0: Well, we're glad to have you back on the show, and we got a lot to get to, Nathan, with a focus kind of today on the offensive line, where I think there's some interesting developments during the preseason. Um, Nathan, I don't think it takes a professional coach to see that Jason Spriggs hasn't been playing all that well this preseason, but how bad has it
1: been? Well, first off, he's allowed four sacks, so um, that's kind of obvious that there's been a couple of plays where it's been directly his fault that the play hasn't gone well. Um, On the bright side, outside of that, he's only given up one pressure outside of those four sacks, so he hasn't been giving up pressure quite as frequently as some of the other tackles in the league, so um, it definitely could be worse. Um, He also hasn't been as bad in the run game as he has in the past game. A few zone plays where... It was a run to the right and he didn't control his block well enough, but there's only been a few of those plays. So um, it hasn't been great for Spriggs. Uh, There definitely could be worse, but he hasn't shown too much improvement since his time of joining the Packers.
0: Can only hope that he will do better as time goes on and he gets more opportunities with the rest of the preseason. Uh, Nathan, I think the situation at backup center isn't getting much attention, but I wanted to examine it a little bit deeper. How has Lucas Patrick looked so far this preseason, kind of taking over as the backup center as Don Barclay's been hurt?
1: Sure. Patrick has seen time um, with the second and third teams and all three interior spots, seeing most of the time at center, but he's seen a little at left guard and right guard as well. Um, He's had the second most snaps of Packers linemen this preseason, and in my opinion, he's been the most impressive of the backups. Um, In the run game, he's had a mix of good and bad blocks, but... Um, typically in the preseason when you see all these backup offensive linemen going up against the backup defenders, the backup defenders typically get the best of the linemen. So uh, since it's been mixed, that's been a good thing for Patrick. And then in the past game, he's allowed one sack, which outside of that, he's been perfect in pass protection. So uh, he's been much improved compared to where he was last preseason.
0: Very encouraging for Lucas Patrick. Uh, Most impressive of all the backups. I like it. Um, I wanted to ask you, Nathan, about Justin McRae. I know he's played both guard and center, very similar to Patrick. Uh, Has he looked better at one place or the other?
1: Sure. He's played right guard with the second teams and then later would move on to center when Patrick was done playing. And I'd say he's played better at guard. Um, Over the two games, he's had some really nice blocks, uh, sealing off defenders in the run game and pushing players to where he wants the defender to go. And then a lot of the times when he's had poor blocks, it's had to do with either timing or speed related. And those are being more apparent at center where he either isn't quick enough to react after he snaps the ball and then a defender is already doing something or the defender's already too far away and he's not able to get to the defender in time. So um, most of his better play has occurred at guard. And then when you add the fact that he's been playing guard earlier in the game, that's when he's going up against better competition. So he's both playing better and playing better against better people when he's been at guard.
0: Yeah, I have to imagine his relative lack of experience at the center position contributes to that as well. Um, I'm also interested in knowing more about Kofi Amicia, the uh, Packers rookie, who played a little at center I know during the offseason program haven't seen him there yet in a game but how has he looked in the preseason environment
1: sure I'm um, in both games uh, pass protection has been his main issue he's been playing at left guard and in that time he's allowed nine pressures over the two games uh, typically he's been able to stay on his block and continue to uh stay in contact with the defender but the defenders often been able to push him around which has been closing in on the pocket for his quarterbacks a bit um he's had a little bit of trouble as well when the defenders get a little creative with either a blitz or a stunt uh not being able to block the correct guy or react to the guy he's supposed to block too late um in the run game he was a bit better against washington than he was against philadelphia Uh, In both games, again, he was able to stick with his defender, but not always control the block. But then the difference was against Washington, he had a couple noteworthy good plays in the run game as well, which helped counteract things. Um, A little bit, getting a little more help with double teams, or if Washington's defense wasn't doing the right thing, it only took a little bit, and then uh, Kofi was able to make the most of his opportunities. So um, at this point, he doesn't look like he's someone who's ready to make a 53-man roster, but... Um, It's obviously too early to give up on him after just two preseason games.
0: Yeah, understandably, there's going to be some growing pains with a rookie late-round draft pick here. Uh, One more offensive line question, Nathan. I thought Kyle Murphy really improved from the first week to the second of the preseason. Would you say that's accurate?
1: I would agree with that. Uh, He was definitely much better, and pass protection against Philadelphia, he allowed five pressures on 21 pass blocks, which isn't a good ratio. Um, To be fair, he was playing against NFL veteran Chris Long and then uh, Stephen Means, who over these last two preseasons, he's been awesome as a preseason pass rusher, which hasn't led to much in the regular season, but at least fun to see in the preseason, where Washington doesn't have nearly the same depth at the pass rusher position. So um, in that game, he didn't allow any pressure. So uh, night and day with how he was in pass protection. And then even in the run game as well, um, he hasn't really done too much noteworthy either way in either game. Um, He had a little bit of a rough time, again, with Chris Long against Philadelphia. But then against Washington, he was better in the run game. So um, if the Packers ever need him as a starter, he might have some trouble against good or average players. But he's definitely done well enough against backup players that uh, he's looked good in the preseason.
0: At least a step in the right direction for the young second-year player for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Getting outside the offensive line here, Nathan, I've noticed safety Marwin Evans was named to Pro Football Focus's uh, all-defensive team each of the first two preseason games. How has he stacked up against other safeties across the NFL this preseason?
1: Sure. Uh, He's been one of the best the last two weeks. So he's over the preseason so far is our highest ranked safety. Um, Obviously our grades aren't taking into account opponent and some of the best safeties in the league are barely playing. So we're not saying he's the best safety in the league or anything, but just has played the best over these last two weeks. And uh, that's because against Philadelphia, he had that beautiful interception. Uh, He was in the middle of the field, was able to run basically to the sideline to steal that ball away from the receiver And then in the run game, he's been really disruptive as a box safety, uh, being able to get into the backfield, whether it's unblocked or just a tight end, unable to block him and either make the tackle in the backfield or at least disrupt the run enough that someone else ends up making the tackle. So uh, he's been great at both roles. So um, he's also allowed a couple catches, but a lot of the times he's able to make the tackle before too many yards are gained. So. A lot of the times that's still a success for the offense, so um, it would be interesting to see. I don't know if you will see much time in the regular season playing, but if one of the safeties gets hurt, I think he could take over one of those every-down roles where he's playing both strong safeties sometimes on early downs and then a free safety on later downs.
0: For an unheralded player, that's certainly good news for Marwin Evans. Uh, Nathan, as, as we know by now, we tend to see the starters for the longest period of time in the third preseason game. So a little bit of a preview here of the Packers game in Denver. Uh, who should the Packers be watching for on the Broncos offense?
1: Sure. Uh, the Broncos have had a bit of injury tr- struggles, so there's some players that may or may not be playing. Of the Broncos' offensive players, uh, Demarius Thomas is their biggest threat. He's their best wide receiver, was their best player last year. And if any Packer cornerback is able to get the best of Thomas, it would be impressive in this one. Um, I know their other star receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, was nursing a so- sore shoulder recently, I believe he was in a slight car accident yesterday from what I was seeing reported late last night. So I don't know if he'll end up playing. But um, outside of that, uh, Matt Pratis, their center, um, he hasn't been playing so far in the preseason, but is expected to play in this one. Uh, He's by far the Broncos' best offensive lineman. So if you want to watch some offensive line versus defensive line play, uh, watching what's going on in the middle will be probably most interesting while the Packers are on defense.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, seeing Trevor Simeon as well with the uh, Broncos quarterback position will be interesting. But then let's take a look at the defense, Nathan. Uh, how does this Broncos defense stack up, and who to watch there?
1: Yeah, uh, once the regular season hits, they have one of the best defenses in the league. But so far, among the players in their front seven, their best players are Von Miller, Derek Wolf, and Brandon Marshall. And the three of them combined have just played six snaps this preseason. <laughs> Um, All of them have one issue or another, so I don't know if any of them will be playing in this game. But where the fun will really be is uh, the Broncos have the star cornerback duo of Chris Harris and Aqib Talib, and uh, they've both been playing with the first team, so I could see them playing the entire first half here. And uh, if you remember 2015 when the Packers played the Broncos, uh, Rodgers was held to just 77 passing yards in that game, so it'll be interesting to see if Rodgers can do a little bit more against the Broncos secondary in the first half of the game.
0: Yeah, it'll be a good test. Nathan, thanks so much. We're glad to have you back on the show and looking forward to talking to you for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, thanks again for having me, and I will look forward to talking to you again next Wednesday.
0: Sounds good. Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com joining us here at RailBird Central on a Wednesday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, listener, join us as we continue on with the show. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. We've got the prognosis on defensive lineman Dean Lowry. And the good news is it's not as bad as it could have been. Breaking the news was Josh Flickinger of the Beloit Daily News, uh, whom you may remember as our guest uh, just a little over a week ago talking about Dean Lowry on the show. As someone who covers the footprint where Lowry grew up, Flickinger reports that Lowry suffered a sprained MCL in the past preseason game and that there was no significant damage, which means there was no torn ACL, no torn PCL, or anything like that. It was something Packers head coach Mike McCarthy confirmed in a press conference, saying there were no long-term concerns with Lowry, which is all relatively good news, at least compared to what it could have been. Obviously, it would have been great had there been no injury at all, but considering the alternatives, it's good news. Call me crazy, but I'm not very concerned about even the short-term depth on the defensive line because I don't think it's going to last long into the regular season. Uh, All the Packers uh, have been willing to commit to right now is that Lowry will be out this week, ostensibly leaving open the possibility that he could return for the preseason finale. I tend to think it'll be at least through that, keeping Lowry out until at least the the season opener against Seattle. But even that isn't guaranteed, you know. Then there's the then there's rookie Montrevious Adams who's still out since the beginning of training camp, and even with those concerns, I I still think the Packers can get by one maybe two regular season games with what they have. Uh, so we have between. Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, Ricky Jean-Francois, and then someone else, whether that's Christian Ringo or Brian Price. I think the Packers can survive through that stretch because they play in their base 3-4 defense so rarely. They don't need three defensive linemen out on the field at the same time all that often. And I think we're all looking for Mike Daniels to see more playing time and more snaps this year, right? Uh, I mean, I think that kind of paves the road to that early in the season at least. Uh, In the short term, the Packers signed a defensive lineman on Monday. That player is Calvin Hertelou, who should help them get through the final two preseason games without having key players on the field in the fourth quarter. Hurtaloo was a member of the 2016 rookie class and originally signed with the Denver Broncos before being released late in training camp last year. I'd say he's a long shot to make the roster, but who knows? Maybe he'll surprise. And at the very least, he'll help the depth situation on the defensive line. So cross your fingers. Hopefully the Packers don't have any more injuries at that position the rest of the preseason or the rest of training camp. uh, And they can get through with what they have with, with, you know, guys like Lowry and Adams making a return at some point here in the near future. How quickly remains to be seen, uh, but obviously the quicker the better. All right, yesterday, Tuesday at Packers training camp, we saw the return of several players from injury, which was also welcome news. Returning to action were two players that suffered concussions in the preseason opener. Those players being cornerback Demarius Randall, the former first round draft pick, and wide receiver rookie Malachi Dupree. It was good to get them back on the field because both could use the work, Randall, to figure out how he fits into the secondary's plans and Dupree just to fight for a spot on the 53-man roster. And they weren't the only ones returning. Also coming back was running back Ty Montgomery, who missed the second preseason game with a leg injury, which was considered minor all along. Uh, I know uh, Montgomery himself described it as a soft tissue injury, Uh, but now he can at least get back out there with the first-string offense a unit that's going to get a long look in the upcoming third preseason game. And he could use the work, as we know, being a player that's relatively new to the running back position. Uh, so good to see all these guys back who have been out, you know, a small amount of time. Uh, none of them played in the second preseason game at Washington. But, you know, Demarius Randall, he's really got to get out there and figuring out, you know, the Packers, The coaching staff's got to figure out how to use him. Is it going to be strictly as a slot cornerback and and just merely as a backup at the perimeter position, or is he going to be out there full-time like he was pretty much last year, at least when he was on the field and wasn't sidelined by a groin injury or anything like that? And uh, Randall has a lot of room for improvement if last year is any indication And Malachi Dupree, he's so talented, I'm not sure the Packers can afford to keep him off the 53-man roster, lest losing him uh, to another player or a waiver claim or something like that. Obviously, it's a risk if you do that. They could certainly do it and try to get him back to the practice squad. Uh, But, you know, there's still time here. There's still two preseason games left. For a guy like Dupree to make his mark and these practices as well is just good for a rookie out there getting as many reps as he can uh, because he'll he'll he should find plenty uh, here uh, despite the starters playing a long time into the third preseason game. There should be plenty of time for him to see um, uh, some some meaningful snaps in the second half, if not earlier than that for a guy like Dupree, who's very much in competition with fellow rookie D'Angelo Yancey, Uh, I I have to think there's maybe only one roster spot on the 53-man roster between those two, Uh, and even that isn't guaranteed. Uh, It's amazing that the Packers invested two draft picks into the wide receiver position, and it's possible – Uh, that neither of them could make the 53-man roster, and that's basically due to guys like Max McCaffrey really emerging and and looking better than maybe either of them. Uh, Again, still to be determined. Uh, I don't want to etch that in stone yet, but McCaffrey's looked very impressive, as have guys like Jeff Janis during the preseason action. Uh, So there's a lot to be figured out at the wide receiver position in general here. Uh, the rest of the preseason. We've also got news on one more player, rookie linebacker Vince Beagle, who Mike McCarthy ruled out this week. But word from Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, I believe in a report published on Tuesday, is that Beagle could return in time for the preseason finale without making any guarantees. Uh, That would be significant because... The other option available would be for Vince Beagle to begin the season on the pup list. And if that happened, he'd have to sit out the first six weeks of the regular season at minimum. Uh, This, of course, doesn't give Beagle much time to get ready for the start of the regular season either way. But maybe it doesn't matter. Uh, even if Vince Beagle plays in the preseason finale and he's deemed healthy and he gets over this foot injury, that's required surgery now twice in the span of the last calendar year. Um, I I tend to think he's going to end up being one of the guys on the inactive list, at least to begin the regular season. Uh, it, I have to imagine they're, they're just, he hasn't got enough preparation time and enough practice time to make a contribution, whether on defense or even on special teams. I, that isn't to say, I don't think Vince Beagle can't make a meaningful contribution eventually, but to, to, to be out there against a good team like Seattle and the regular season opener against uh, a team within the NFC with so much on the line and a, a, a team that you know, that's that's really been a bugaboo for the Green Bay Packers for the past several seasons here, uh, and just a good team led by a good quarterback in Russell Wilson. I, I It's very hard to envision Vince Beagle being out on that field in week one, even if he returns and he plays in the preseason finale. Uh, I know Kyler started start has, has struggled uh, for the Green Bay Packers, and they could use somebody else to emerge at that position. But I'm just not sure it's Vince Beagle right away, uh, e- even if, if even if he looks good in the preseason finale. I just don't think the the preparation time has been enough for him. Now, hopefully, he's he's cleared uh, in the very near future. I'm all for that, and I'd be happy to see him back at training camp practice for the final week and very happy to see him get some snaps in that last preseason game. Uh, but don't hold your breath that he's going to be ready week one to, to play. Uh, I mean, would it, would it be the biggest upset ever if he were to buck the odds and make the that 46-man active roster on game day? I suppose not. I'm just not anticipating it. But hopefully he's at least making steps in the right direction here. Because the only other option is that he remains on the pup list, and we don't want to see that. And hopefully, we don't see any setbacks once he does come back. Uh, That would be worse news yet. But uh, that's just that's that's only speculation. There's no indication to think that's going to be the case. Anyway, moving on the day ahead. All right, please be aware that for the second time this week, the Packers have adjusted their practice time on Wednesday. The team originally pushed practice back and now they've moved it back up. It will officially take place at noon central time on Wednesday, and as usual, it'll take place at Ray Nitschke Field and will be open to both the public and the media. This is the last practice open to the public before the third preseason game against the Denver Broncos. They have a closed-door practice on Friday. And it is the penultimate practice open to the public this training camp. So very few opportunities left for just fans who want to go and watch a Green Bay Packers practice. If you want to do it, go either today or there's one day next week And that is it for the remainder of the 2017 season. You won't be able to see them in a practice environment again until 2018. So make note of that if you really want to see the Packers. Uh, Practice uh, on Wednesday will be preceded as usual by a Mike McCarthy press conference that will stream live at Packers.com at 1030 a.m. Central Time. And then the Packers are hosting a couple special events for those in town for training camp, including a tour of Lambeau Field led by Packers alum Leroy Butler and a guided tour of the Packers Hall of Fame titled A Walk Through History. Both are ticketed events, more information of which can be found at Packers.com. So there you go. That's what's on the docket today. And we'll talk about what comes out of today's practice on Friday's episode of Railbird Central. Uh, That's it. Uh, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show and podcasted and on demand later in the day. Thanks to Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com for being our guest on today's show and we'll see you later, folks, uh, just two more days from now. Um, on behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Caravu. We'll see you later. I leave you today with a song called Nothing Too Fancy by Umphreys McGee on Side Fidelity Records. See you later, everyone. Go Pack Go.